Living Wisely, Living Well, December 10. If you want to improve your circumstances, work first on improving yourself. To desire better treatment from others is, in a sense, to enslave yourself to them. Become a cause in life, not an effect. Self-dependence is independence and a mark of true heroism. Well, once again, Swami packs a lot into just a few sentences, doesn't he? The first one is a very just fundamental. If you want to improve your circumstances, change yourself. I remember um, a woman coming to me once, and she was the mother of several children and married and had a family, and she had all these different things she wanted different about the way the family related to itself. And I suggested to her that a family is very much like a solar system, And my knowledge of solar systems is very limited, but I understand that the gravitational pull of each element keeps everybody in a certain orbit. And if any one of those bodies radically shifts its gravitational pull, then everything is going to have to adjust to it. It was just a way of my saying to her, you know, you can sit there and want them to be different as much as you want to do it, but they have their own a magnetic force field that is keeping them in a certain orbit. And the only possible way that you can really shift that orbit is if you create a a force that is greater and or more attractive than the forces that they're in right now. But the first premise that has to just be understood is individuals, every individual has a destiny of his own. And even if you can think of a better way for him or her to express that destiny, I remember once I was involved in a sort of, I don't know, a standoff of willpower with someone who was a good friend of mine. And I I was trying to influence them to do something that I knew would be so helpful to them. I have no idea how Swami got involved in it, but somehow or another Swami got involved in it. And I, I, I said to him, don't you think it would be much better if so-and-so you know, learned this particular lesson? Swami was wonderful in his response. Oh, yes, he said. I think it would be wonderful. But then he, then he got more, more um, serious about it and said to me, but they're never going to do it until they themselves see it as a priority. Oh. So you see, it's not a question of just being right. It's also a question of being in tune with the flow of energy of the people around you. So you can want them, as Swami says here, to treat you differently. You can tell them over and over again that they ought to treat you differently, but they're either going to or they're not going to. And Swami's interesting phrase, when you are dependent for your happiness on how others treat you, you have have enslaved yourself to them. They now have all power over you. I mean, and if you don't like the way they're treating you, then that's really not someone you want to give that kind of power over you. Because now you're completely dependent on their whim. And they might not even be wise, and you're dependent on them. They, they treat you correctly, you feel good. They treat you badly, you feel bad. This is not the way God intended for us to live. We need to... to to live from within. We need to feel from inside ourselves, who am I supposed to be? Who am I destined to be? Who does God want me to be? And the other part of that is we also have to realize I myself have lessons to learn. If I'm drawing this kind of a response from the universe, 
obviously there's something also in me that needs to consider. Now, now don't misunderstand me. What that thing is that you need to consider is not necessarily that I'm wrong and they're right. It may just be simply that they have a delusion that they're imposing on me. And my, what, what, I, what I may be supposed to learn about this is I don't care what they think. You know, they have a right to their opinion, but it doesn't have anything to do with me. There's a cliche, what other people think about me is none of my business, which is actually, there's a lot of truth in it. Whatever their opinion of you is, it's because of who they are. It may or may not relate at all to you. I mean, it is wonderful to have in our lives people who really understand us. I mean, it's a natural longing of the heart to be seen, to be appreciated, to be loved, to be respected. But if it doesn't come to us, no amount of demanding it is ever going to bring it to you, ever. So, for one simple reason, it's very impractical. Swami calls it enslaving yourself to them. It's just very impractical. It will not bring you the results that you're hoping for to keep demanding. And this is where Swami says, you're just become enslaved to these people. So you have to ask yourself, if this is coming to me, what am I supposed to learn? Perhaps patient endurance is what you're supposed to learn. Perhaps unconditional love. Perhaps a change of circumstances is what's required of you. Perhaps it's just the humility to let people treat you the way they want to treat you and not feel that it has anything to do with you. Perhaps what they're telling you is correct and you have to think about how I can change myself. But it's all about magnetism. It's all about karma. And if it's coming to you, there's something in you that's drawing it. So the the real question is, what can I do to change my magnetism or to change my circumstances if necessary? The thing to remember in our relationships with people is this wonderful word, word called appropriate. And appropriate is based on, on, on sanat and dharma. It's, it's based on truth. It's based on we are all equal before God and none of us is self-realized and therefore I need to be compassionate about the faults that exist. Equal compassion toward the people who are asserting their limitations onto me and equal compassion about my own shortcomings. You know, of course, bad things would happen to me. I've undoubtedly done bad things to people in the past, and I'm also not perfect in the way I relate to others, so I keep getting it brought back to me to show me what it feels like, because it's a very, very powerful incentive for change. If we're comfortable and nothing disturbs us, we tend to stay exactly as we are. You know, change is a very interesting phenomenon in human beings. We want things to be different, but to actually put out the energy to change ourselves. And then once we start, we find out how very hard it is. You know, I, I receive many letters from people who are very sincere. And we get very discouraged. We absolutely know this isn't what we should do, and yet we do it. Um, I remember when I was taking care of my elderly parents, and my mother was unwell. And, you know, mothers and daughters... We got along well for the most part, but for some reason she made me very impatient one day. And she was lying on the couch because she was not that strong, and so she spent a certain amount of time in a supine position. 
And I began to get impatient with her and I could feel this sort of impatience rising and these words coming and the force coming out. And I looked and I realized this isn't a woman of 80 years whose health is really poor and I'm about to, you know, express my displeasure with her. I thought to myself, what am I doing? And I just walked out of the house until I could gather myself and come back in and be what I should have been, which was kind and patient and understanding and helpful. But it was a very um, profoundly helpful experience for me to see that because it was very simple. It's like everybody has struggles. You know, I've been on the path for many years and I'm still capable of getting that impatient. This is just how people are. But we don't want to enslave ourselves to their delusions because sufficient unto the day are my own. And so I don't want to have my happiness also depending on whether or not they can meet my standard. So Swamiji says, self-dependence is independence. And he doesn't mean by that that we close our hearts to people. And this is a very important line. Part of what makes us independent, compassion is the, the, the easiest way to overcome impatience and judgment. Because when we feel compassion for other people, there's no inclination um, to, to be aggressive toward them. Why would we be aggressive toward someone who's just doing their best? They're just struggling along doing their best, just the way I am. And so self-dependence, let me think of what Swami actually means by that. It means, by being, it means being guided by God inwardly, and then having that confidence. I, I, was, uh, I was talking to a friend recently about a certain syndrome that we get into, where we, we always feel that we're inadequate and therefore it must be our fault. Many years ago, Devi, who with her husband Jyotish is the worldwide director of Ananda now, decades ago when we were first starting teacher training programs, she and perhaps Jyotish also were leading those programs. And it was a month-long residence course at our seclusion retreat at that time. And Devi, I remember she was explaining, because there was a, a more or less a textbook and a certain amount of material that had to be covered, when she first started teaching that course, she thought that the purpose of the course was to get this information across. That in order for these people to be good teachers, they needed to know everything that was in the textbook. And yeah, it would be helpful for them to know everything that was in the textbook. But when she lived with people for a month and was really closely involved with them, she, she, she began to realize that her, her assignment was actually quite different. She said they were all angels. And by that, she didn't mean that they were all perfect, because they weren't. They all had their foibles and their strengths and their weaknesses. But they were all children of God, and they all had that potential in them to be beings of light into the world. And the mere fact that they were taking this teaching course was a sign of their desire to pass on to others what was beneficial to them, was a sincere desire to help people, and she said what held them back was really not their lack of information. What held them back was, their, was their, their lack of awareness of the divine within them. And the lack of, of just calm acceptance of who I am and that I can pray and 
Divine Mother will use me in the way she wants to use me. And I don't always have to be weighing and measuring my own inadequacy. So Devi began to feel that her job was simply to convince them by her own conviction that they were children of God and God would use them in an appropriate way. And that what they did and didn't know what they, where they were and were strong, where they uh, failed to live up to their highest ideals. And she also saw, which is a syndrome, and this is what I was talking about with my friend, we just imagine ourselves, um, it's, it's, a kind of, it's a weird kind of reverse egotism. We imagine ourselves capable of a kind of perfection that actually probably nobody is capable of. And so we set for ourselves an unattainable standard. And then, as a result of setting an unattainable standard, we always get to fail. And we always get to feel like we haven't really done what we should do. And there's never a time when we've done what we should do because we've set a standard that no one can reach. Does that make sense? It's very complicated. But it's, it's, I've seen it over and over again. There's this deep desire to feel inadequate. I mean, that's the only way I can think to describe it. I just want to feel inadequate so that I can feel a little insecure and bad all the time. Because that is preferable to the real hard truth, which is, eh, we're just what we are. No, we're a little bit of good and a little bit of bad. We're a little bit of excellence and a certain amount of mediocrity. And, well, honey, this is it. A friend of mine who was a, a teacher for another ashram, and we were both traveling and we would intersect in various cities at different times, and we, whenever we'd meet each other, we'd like to spend time together. So I was visiting with her, and I realized that her class started in like less than an hour. And I said, oh, maybe you'd like a little time to prepare. And she smiled at me, and she said, too late, too late. What you see is what you get. <laughs> and I always loved that, too late, too late. This is who I am. And so self-dependence is a kind of just being at ease with yourself. You know, whatever people say about me doesn't define me. I just am what I am. And this is it. I'm doing my best. And I can then live independent of what other people think of me because my sense of value comes from my relationship with God. So, if you want to improve your circumstances, work first on improving yourself. To desire better treatment from others is, in a sense, to enslave yourself to them. Become a cause in life, not an effect. Self-dependence is independence and a mark of true heroism. Joy to you, my friends.